if you were a child of the 90s or had children during the 90s or knew somebody that had children during the 90s, then you are familiar with Pogs. The milk Maybe cabinet. even if you were a child of the 50s or because the original Pog game started way back in the day with the milk caps. Yeah, the milk caps. Well, we have a great show for you today with uh, Ben Fairbank of Cogs that is bringing Pogs back in a blockchain style. And he's got a gentleman with him by the name of Ark Legger. It's not his real name, but that's the name that he's going by. And apparently he's kind of a big deal. So Nifty Show number 10, let's go. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready to go. Kitty. Really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show. Hello, Mr. Travis Wright. How are you? That was really nifty, kind of spiffy. Just a little bit. I'm Joel Com. That's Travis Wright, the yep. hosts of the Nifty Show, also of the Bad Crypto Podcast, and the creators of the very soon to be released Blockchain Heroes digital collectible trading cards. The very soon to be released, very popular in the future. Yeah. Uh, we're just, uh, as of this broadcast today, we are eight days away from the sale. Uh, it's uh, going to be on August the 8th. Hey, I got an idea, Mr. Joel Com. What's that? How about next Nifty show we do next Friday, we find a way to give away a pack or something. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, there'll be a lot of hero talk next week as well. No, no doubt about it. No because uh, we're, we're on the cusp of this thing uh, happening. And uh, we want to make sure that everybody has all the information that they need. I uh, want to give a quick shout out to our show sponsor that makes this all possible. Our friends at NFT dot cred if you haven't created a custom nft on nft.cred go play with this they've got some really unique ways that you can make actionable nfts with your own digital assets whether you know you're an influencer you want to build it for your own personal brand whether you're putting on an event and want to create an attendee engagement or whether it's for an enterprise solution i'm just going to click here into the influencer section and you just click create an nft and uh, you log into your account and look at all the different options that you have here you can make a custom card you can create an NFT that is a ticket. You can make one that is perhaps a chip that looks kind of like a, uh, a cog, right, Travis? It does look very coggy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like a potato chip, though. No, it doesn't look like a potato chip. It's not crunchy like that. Coupons, membership cards, badges, in case you need a stinking badge. I mean, I can make one so easily. I just click on the thing right here. I'm going to take one of my Blockchain Heroes cards, even though we're not actually doing this. And I'm going to just click crop on it. And holy crap, look at that. I'm making an NFT. You made an NFT, Captain. Yeah. So uh, NFT.cred is the site. Go check them out. Play around with building some of your own NFTs there. And uh, thanks to the fine people at People Browser and Cred for sponsoring this show. We love you. So very much. We love everyone who is tuning in right now. We got several people tuning in. Yeah. 
Welcome, gang. Uh, it looks like uh, Theta might be down right now. So we're over on YouTube. So tell anybody that is like, where's the Nifty show? Tell them nifty.show forward slash YouTube. Because that's where we are right now. That's, that's where we are right now. Yeah, All right, Travis. Episode 9? Episode 10? This is 10. 10? Yeah. This is, uh, wow, we got a whole, we got a, we got a bunch of, we got double digits in here now. Yeah, time flies. My goodness. And, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna do this show up right because we got a couple gentlemen with us today that are, um, you know, garbage pail kids succeeded wildly on blockchain because of the nostalgia that went with that 1985 set, and not too long after that, the 90s came around, and Pogs came into the uh, the ecosystem. My kids did it. You know, I had a, a child born in 1992, another one born in uh, um, 94. And, you know, they were little when Pogs were hot. And my son, especially, I remember him buying, you know, we got him the set with a little mat and then you'd have all these different designs and bringing us all into- over, All over his room? They were all over the place. He had the little <laughs> containers for them, you know, when we played and he showed me his slammers. Pogs. Right. <laughs> Clean up your damn pugs. Um, with us today to talk about the past, the present, and the future is Ben Fairbank of Cogs, K O G S dot G G, as well as Ark Legger. So, Ben and Ark, or should I call you Leg? I don't know. Ark is fine. <laughs> Ark, it is. Welcome to uh, the Nifty Show, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Ben, why don't you tell us a, a little bit about yourself first? Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, yes, we have uh, just released this game. Well, we're going to be releasing the game Cogs. As you said so aptly, it's a remake of Pogs. Uh, I've been in the space for a while, uh, previously a GMC of Komodo and uh, now uh, Red Fox Labs. And, um, yeah, just really looking forward to pushing boundaries like yourselves and really getting into this, um, into this NFT gaming space. Um, Ark Legger, uh has joined me. He is the mastermind behind the, the gaming side of things, so um, I'm sure he can give you a little bit of an introduction of himself and his background. But uh, ultimately, very, very excited to be here and to bring a, um, a game that's going to bring back a lot of memories to people. I think it will bring a lot of memories back. Now, I remember seeing them, so I, I'm, I'm older, but I graduated in the early 90s. But I remember these pogs being all over the place, and a lot of people remember playing them. So how, how are they going to work in a digital format? Yeah, sure. Good question. Ark, do you want to uh, explain a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and maybe give us your, your background as well, because uh, it turns out you're kind of a big deal. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm just a game developer. Um, my name is Ark Lager, and uh, I've worked in the industry for about 13 years now and uh, worked on lots of MMOs. In the past, games like EverQuest, EverQuest 2, Planet Side, Planet Side 2, H1Z1. Um, and after I uh, left the MMO space, I got co uh, contacted by Benny because both of us were into crypto and obviously both of us were into gaming. And so we kind of connected and decided to make an NFT game. And so the reason why COGS was such a natural fit at least for me, was at the time I was looking at the NFT space and a lot of it was just NFTs and then that's it. So we're trading collectibles and that's fine. That's fun. People like to do that. But there wasn't like, I take my NFT and then I go play a game. And coming from the gaming world, 
that's what I want to do is I want to play a game with these NFTs. Mm -hmm. So kind of came up with the idea of COGS from the old 90s phenomenon POGS. And I was like, this is kind of perfect because the blockchain space right now is kind of basic. It's early tech. So just stacking up NFTs and slamming them and having them flip over should be doable. And then we just kind of naturally led down that path. And so that's where we are today. And if you see behind me, this is one of our COGS bull run. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. don't, let, don't let the bull slam you. Yeah, exactly. That's true. So in the original Pog game, um, it came from the the milk, the little milk caps, and apparently from some juice in Hawaii, passion orange guava. Yeah. And they were using those little milk caps as their as their card games, and they just turned into a thing. Pogs. So what is what is Cogs? Yeah. So you're right. Back in 1927, um, a Hawaiian girl was playing it. Uh, and then she um, later became a school teacher in, I think, 60s or 70s, um, in her 60s or 70s in the early 90s, brought it back in. So um, COGS uh, will be much the same as POGS in the, in the sense that they uh, have a series of collectibles and they, you play them in the same way, but um, they will actually act as keys to other games, meaning that these can actually be used across a series of games, so not just one but uh, the ultimate um, starting point is to have a slammer-based game where you compete against other people. You stack your cogs up face down and then hit them with a slammer on top and whatever turns face up, you get to keep. So um, same uh, type of game as Pogs was, but the uh, ability to use these disc-shaped uh, NFTs in other like games is kind of um, is kind of cool because it gives us uh, the, the ability to be able to take those from one game into another game, use them as different um, points of entry, uh, early access um, to use as uh, skins and also as um, unlocking other levels. I'm so, pulling up a, a video here on YouTube that just uh, you guys can kind of see what the pog mat looked like here. And let me just zip ahead a little bit. And uh, so you can see this guy's got all these different pogs and the designs are seemingly infinite, right? Which each one of them needed to be printed and created. But now, you know, if we're talking NFT based cogs, uh, the, the number of, you know, permutations goes way beyond what we ever saw with the physical world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, the, what Benny was talking about with the keys to other games for being cogs, that's what really excites me about this whole thing is being able to take, uh, you know, an NFT from one blockchain, transfer it over to another blockchain and possibly unlock something because you have that NFT. Um, and talking about the permutations, that's what's really awesome about our cogs design is we have all of these different ways to create an nft using the art that's similar so we have this bull behind me with this design with this blue and white and and black border well you can have that same bull but you could have a different border color you could have a different border design you could have a different width of the border and so you could have it be in foil and so all these different permutations of these cogs, like you said, is basically infinite. All we need to do is create another set, another collection, have really good looking art on there. And I think people would want to collect it. Now, they're really cool. And I think, Joel, you had a conversation with one of, the, one of these guys, maybe Ben, and you said, hey, well, let's see what one would look like. Here's, 
one of our graphics and then boom, you send it over in like record time. It was just ridiculous how quick you created these. So you must have a pretty good process for generating new, uh, new Paul, new cogs. Yeah, there, there it is. Um, I sent him, you know, our, our Genesis card, our common variation. And, uh, he sends me back this thing in no time at all. I'm like, that is so badass looking genesis special edition this is not an <laughs> nft yet this is just a design for one but um it was super fast so you know i, I i'm a little a little lost on the interoperability of using cogs and other games i mean i understand the basic gameplay right you collect them yeah. you slam them you take other people's you make the other kids cry because they lost their their cogs <laughs> right yeah yep but you're, you're talking about interoperability amongst games. Like, for example, if you've got um, if you've got other, I'll just use disc-shaped games because I don't want to give away too much, but it also makes it uh, easier to, to follow. But the fact is that, let's say uh, you've got Connect Four, or you've got um, Karom, or you've got Ludo, or you've got other games that have actual disc-shaped pieces. This would allow you to be able to go into different tournaments um, to have early access to games to be able to use these across multiple games. And um, I guess the, the possibilities are, are absolutely endless as far as, again, as saying early access to games or skins that other people can't actually uh, get access to or weapons. And Art Lego, you can probably um, explain a million more better than me from the gaming perspective, but um, uh, it is, it's is—it's endless. Yeah, there's the actual physical version of keys to other games where like you take a cog that's a disc that is a slammer and then you use it as a connect four piece but then there's also just the fact that you have this nft unlocks access to some other game so if later down the line there was a deal with let's say cogs and game x and in game x anybody that has a slammer can get early access to it all they have to do is prove that they have an nft well that's also an access a key to another game but it's not so, a physical so access you kind of log in to the site in your wallet and it sees it in your wallet and right. you're in. It's like a key, right? It's like access. And then there's just um, the opportunity of having complete interoperability where let's say it's an RPG and in the RPG, there's physical cogs to be able to play. And so you're taking cogs from our basic game and you're putting it into this AAA RPG where you sit down at a table and you're playing cogs, right? So there's just, there's, this is what gets me excited about NFTs in the first place is the, the, the sheer amount of possibility there is with it and how nobody is doing it yet in the traditional gaming space. You guys are forging some very cool new ground on this. And I, I, I've been curious too, because we're talking about, um, you know, maybe having blockchain heroes be on part of some of these games. Like what are, what are some of the games that you guys, that, that you guys are thinking about aside from Pogs? Cause it sounds like you guys are building out a whole ecosystem. Yeah, that's right. The thing is that um, we've got uh, a number of different opportunities, which is good, and we're still working out the details for the for the follow-ups. But the good thing is that since this has sort of started, uh, it's opened up the doorways for um, the possibilities and for people to partner with us and for um, offers uh, to come our way as well. Um, we've even um, had people talking to us about animated series and stuff like that. So it's been a very it's been a very interesting little ride, but Ultimately speaking, um, they would start out as relatively simplistic because that is how 
um, the technology allows for, you know, scaling and for speed and for security and all the rest of it. But as time goes on and, and ArcLeague is still very heavily involved in um, the AAA uh, gaming space as well, um, like how far do you think it is away from, from AAA games, Art? Um, I think it has to be proven first. So um, these big companies, Activision, EA, uh, Ubisoft, they traditionally look to see what is coming up and then what is proven in the market before they then put in hundreds of millions of dollars to make one themselves, right? The, the biggest example is Battle Royale. Battle Royale was a very small little niche game mode that then transformed into a huge game mode and then it was proven as a game mode and then they come in and they start you know playing that game and making games uh, that are that genre so and before Fortnite comes from that right and so basically before we start seeing like real true interoperability between AAA games you're going to need these smaller games you're going to need cogs you're going to need you know, Splinterlands, anything blockchain heroes does like all these, all these, we're basically forging the path and we have to prove that it's a proven model. And, and only then will then these big guys hop on board. But by the time these big guys hop on board, all these early adopters will have these super expensive and rare NFTs. Right. And then everyone's going to say, man, why didn't I buy those? Right. You hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's like kind of what's happening now. Someone's been saying that it seems like, this is the early days of the ICO world where we're watching this, like maybe late, maybe mid 2016, where people are going crazy over these NFTs. Like Shatner's NFT sales sold out in nine minutes yesterday. Like it's insane. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. And, and the, what, what I like to um, kind of compare it to is I like to compare it to like maybe early early rpgs you know they started with dungeons and dragons in your home and then it started with like mud text based rpgs and all of these people who played these rpgs knew that they were really fun but not Dork. until right and not until they started to get a little more popular a little more popular then all of a sudden mainstream hits and everybody who'd been playing you know rpgs their whole life is like yeah of course you know this is <laughs> this is what we've been trying to tell you how fun it is so i think that's where we are right now with nfts is people who like to collect and play with nfts know that it's really cool and it's going to be the future but it's going to take a little while before uh the public kind of really gets it and so this is we're in that early time period right now mm -hmm. so what's the first public release then how do you guys because you're getting ready to do an initial uh nft offering right yeah so that comes up on the 18th of um of uh next month or this month here because it's just ticked into the first over here in uh, vietnam so um that'll be uh you know 18 days away and that will be the nft um that's more like a collector's edition once we actually uh launch the game after that which will be the cogs um game which is a similar version of the pogs um that, that everybody knows and loves that will um that we also have will have regular types of packs that people can use um, that will not be so much the collector's edition. They'll be much more of the, the gameplay style, which people are used to buying um, to, to enter the tournaments. Obviously, if this becomes popular, you're going to need you're going to need a lot of cogs to play it. Will I be able to use my collector's edition cogs in gameplay? Yeah, for sure. But um, a lot of people, and we've got different modes as well. It's been set up to be for keeps. Um, for fun and also in tournaments. But as we found out with Magic Gathering and lots of other types of collectibles, if you've got a first edition or you've got um, rarer cogs, no one's going to get on want to play those for keeps. That'll be for uh, 
uh, want to be keeping those for themselves for the yeah. value. So unless it's uh, like a cry, I think. unless it's like a head-to-head match where it's like a big wager, you know, that'll be exciting if like two people agree to only put cogs that are really valuable in their deck, so then they play against each other for high stakes. Hmm. Now, are the cogs are the are they the little the small the smaller ones? And then there's the slammer. So could you have like a rare slammer? Now the slammer seems like it's thicker, it's bigger, and that's what you throw at it. And you could maybe have a rare version of that that you could play that you're not going to get taken away, right? Yep, for sure. The slammers are actually going to be highly collectible because there's going to be less of them than the than the cogs. And they're going to have alternate versions, which we'll reveal at, a, at another time. But we have we have already designed and made the art for alternate versions of slammers that look different. Can um, you show us some stuff? I mean, you guys can do a share screen if, if either of you have some images or website or anything you want to show and tell here. I'd love to see what you're working on. There's definitely a rollout schedule for what we want to show. And so I'll let Benny be the arbiter of that. <laughs> Benny, what you got, bro? Show us, um, yeah, the, I think we're probably a little bit too early for the slammers um, to mm. show you. But um, sorry, can you hear me? You're yeah. good. You're good. I'm just saying, yeah. no, that's crap. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But the fact is that uh, that it's not quite. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome, actually. The slammers they're not quite ready to to, to publicly show yet, but we're getting very, very close. But well, what what am I looking at here? On th- this is the official site, right? Cogs.gg. Yes. So what you're looking at there is a bunch of different uh, cogs themselves and the different art of the cogs. Um, You can actually see on my screen, a slammer has the metal outside lining and it's much larger. So you can kind of see that when you have this metal outside, it's going to have this this edge to it and you'll know that that's a slammer um, okay. and, uh, besides its size um, so you know we have been revealing and rolling out a ton of uh, art on um, our uh, social media so basically if you want to have visual spoilers go and follow um, cogs and cogs on wax and you know we have people uh, tweeting almost every day a different a different picture a different picture so um i'm what what's the exact account because i'm not finding it i tweet uh, on twitter it's cogs on wax k-o-g-s k-o-g-s underscore on underscore uh, wax underscore. there we go because there's one here that does that would actually be the best thing to show right now if well, we wanted me, to share let screen. me do that i'm gonna pull that up here and we'll do a little stacks and stacks of cogs on wax there <laughs> we go here's the twitter cogs underscore on underscore wax is where you guys can follow let's see if we can increase the following here on um during this live show uh let's let me just go to your media because that's where we're going to see photos of there some. you go Ooh, monster hunter yeah, so basically we have a lot of different art collections. And so we have a, a lot of different artists working on a lot of different collections and each artist has their own kind of style. And so as you try to collect the hundred, if you want to try to collect all hundred in the set, you'll notice that there are collections um, that all look kind of similar. If you scroll up a little bit, you can see that one. So that's more of our like military space, you know, um, collection where each one of those guys is a different character and so trying to collect all of them would kind of you know be the purpose if you wanted to have that whole collection what's this guy back here with the he's like showing the goods (laughs) he's like a little shady trader guy you know (laughs) how how is the sale going to work on this like i 
you want to collect all 100 of whatever. How many different variations are there? How many different types of packs? And well, are they going to be intermingled in them? Are they going to be selling at different times? How, how's the roadmap on that on the seller? Benny, you want to take that one? Yeah, yeah. So the 18th will be the sale. So we're just going to do the one, um, the one date. There'll be uh, two different types of packs, and then uh, as far as those are concerned, the variations are concerned. There's a lot of different variations because we have the different water types and the different colours. Um, if you wanted to collect all hundred of them, um, it's going to be. I think people will start with trying to collect the whole set like sets of the um, the artwork that matches, but we're kind of interested and it's kind of designed in a way to let the market decide and let people decide if they want to collect the whole um, hundred or they want to go in sets of 10 or by, by design. So it's going to be kind of intricate and the way that uh, it's been designed and the way that ARC's helped to put it together is uh, is to make it so that it's, it's largely up to the market to see what they're interested in and how they're interested in it because they could be matching border types, they could be matching art types, they could be matching um, select full mm -hmm. sets of art. So this is kind of kind of cool. I mean, yeah, well, random. How many how many cogs do I get in a pack or whatever? Yeah, we're just working that stuff out now, but more than likely it'll be around the um, twenty mark, similar to the similar to the ones that we've seen um, so far. And then obviously a smaller pack. So once that converts across to the gameplay side, we would have um, your booster packs and your starter packs. And your starter packs would obviously uh, have your have your slammers in there as well, so that you can compete, play in the games. The whole purpose of that is to be able to pick those up and to go. Yeah, there's really no limit. So I mean, I I could totally see taking like ten blockchain heroes, right, and sticking them like uh, you, you can sell um, an expansion cog set as it were right i mean once you've got your base now it's all like what can i add to my collection i'm yeah. curious you guys have been seeing what we're doing how would you envision um executing something like that yeah so the the cool thing about that what ben, i want to touch what benny talked about a little bit about the community you know we have all these different colors and border types and art and the secondary market's really going to drive what the community thinks is the best cog, right? And if the best cog is all black border, thin border, plus this art style, then that's what will rise up to the top. And then similarly, based on what you're talking about, the community is going to start asking us what we should do next. We want these cogs. We want blockchain hero cogs. We want these cogs, right? Then that's basically what will help us drive the decision of what comes in the next edition. Right. What are the next hundred cogs we make? Uh, who are the partners that are coming forward to want to collaborate at the same time as well? So um, we're hoping that the sale goes well. We're hoping that there's a lot of opportunity for us. Um, and so it's going to be exciting to see where we take this. I want a wizard cog. I want, I want like, <laughs> just, I could see this right here, that little bit of him. Yeah, we have five classes of, of uh, characters and there's 10 characters in each class. So there's 50 right there. So it sounds like we could pretty much have our own, our own cog collection. Yeah. And that's the thing about, that's the thing about the whole um, pog movement. It, um, what happened was they became so popular in the end that they started producing these little um, cog mach uh, pog machines. And you could actually, you could actually go in there and say, I've got a, a picture I took of my cat. I want to make a cat. <laughs> The cat pog, and you could actually sit down and produce these these pogs. So it became like um, people were carrying around these pog makers. Uh, it became it became crazy for uh, three or four years of um, of just manic um, pog production. So the good thing is that 
we're obviously not going to be doing it like that, but but, but we do have the possibility to do a lot of different um, different sets and different artwork for sure. I want a cat cog. I mean, that's really a cat cat plus pog equals cog anyway. Yeah, right? who I mean, wouldn't just, want a cat one? Who wouldn't I, want a cat? I want we a bacon just... cog. I, I don't want to care. I just want sizzling bacon on a cog. Benny, we should redo all of these hundred. Do 50 bacon ones and 50 cat ones. I think we'll sell way yeah, more. Do 25 and 25. There's endless amounts you can do on these. Yeah, so we, we understand that there's a lot of opportunity here, but we want to make sure that we kind of uh, start off very slow. We want to build the foundation. We want to make sure that everything is in its right spot so it can scale. Because if we try to come out the gates doing too much at once, then I think we can kind of uh, misstep. Uh, so we want to make sure that this first uh, collection is very solid um, because we want people to have fun collecting it. We want people to have fun playing it. And so that's the only way you build on and have this infinite, you know, expansion of any cog of any picture. You know, the uh, what's amazing about blockchain is I noticed some of your cogs are animated, right? And so now it really brings it to life while you're playing. I mean, I'm looking through our, our shockwave version. I mean, can you imagine circle of this guy on you know you're playing with it and it's actually bursting as you're playing with the cog that's exciting is uh is the animation possibilities yeah you never you never really got that with the physical version of the game <laughs> no they they could be shiny you know metallic yeah. looking and stuff but i don't think anybody ever made a a digital pog with a, a display on it that you know there was motion. it would have been too expensive yeah, yeah, in 1992 <laughs> they were doing that yeah <laughs> it would have cost a thousand dollars right and then you're going to slam it and <laughs> risk breaking it no way and the thing is that, the thing is that um as i can tell you you can actually take those characters out of the cog and then into the game as well and like i said the the we've only just um started talking about this uh this actual project publicly and what's happened is as i said already people have come and sort of said hey we could take that, some of those characters and put a story behind them and turn them into an animated series. So the um, I think people are looking for, as, as we said earlier, Pog stood for passion orange guava. It was a type of juice and that spun off and it was a way to get kids to behave in school and they could give rewards and give these Pogs out. And it ended up being a, a tool for punching each other in the face in the schoolyard to try and uh, rob each other of the valuable Pogs. But the fact is that um, the spin-off, uh, for, for this could be could be anything and um, it did lead into all sorts of world championships and pog pads which you showed and tournaments and all sorts of cool stuff so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that can be done for sure and it's a matter of us just trying to make sure that we um, focus and get this first one right and then we've got the foundation as I've like said to be able to really extend this yeah so it seems like so from, from the rule of the original game is you would Stack up all your pogs face down up into a big pile. Everybody puts in a certain amount. Then you take your slammer and you throw it down on it. So it seems like the physics of this game's pretty basic and not really hard to. Uh, is there going to be real? Is there going to be like little tricks that you got to do? It's like you you like you know the master trick, and so if you do a certain thing, then it's gonna you know it's gonna knock them all over and you win. Like how, how have you guys developed the the physics on this thing? Yeah. So there's a couple different things one is we wanted to make sure that it wasn't exactly like 
um, the old school pogs because we wanted to make our own version of the game. And the old school pogs was a little unfair because whoever goes first usually has like a first turn advantage because they just get to slam it and most of the pogs fall flip over. Um, so in our design, we've kind of created this way of going back and forth where you add pog or cogs to the stack and then in between turns, you are adding more to the stack. So you're, you're, you have this continuous stack of high cogs and then each person gets to go and you don't have this first turn uh, advantage. Um, and then it, in that way, it kind of is our own game, right? And it's not exactly pogs, you know, it's in, instead of stacking Satoshi's uh, stacking stats, <laughs> you're going to stack yeah. cogs. Um, and you're right. You're right with the uh, whole skill based thing. We have uh, different ways that we can do that. Um, but we basically have a skill based mechanic where if you are good at timing and good at, you know, slamming, then you'll be able to flip over more. Yeah. And the thing was that uh, you, you're right. The mechanics are very simple. And we set out thinking to ourselves, well, it is simple, so let's let's um let's see if we can get as much of this as we can on on chain. So when we first set out to create this proof of technology, we said uh, we'll be able to whip this up in no time because the mechanics are really easy and and ra da. But as you know, with blockchain, um, it's not it's nothing simple. Uh, and what we were able to do is uh, work out how to try and make this whole thing as a proof of technology on chain, meaning that every bit of logic, every flip, every outcome, every element was actually on chain and then we said okay but how are we going to make that available on mobile and not chew through all of your data and not have to download chain so how do we do a, a light version that's actually um extremely cheap to run and, and is actually playable from any mobile phone anywhere um and that was that became an 18 month operation and we've um we've actually worked out how to do it um so that was it. It was a quite a technical feat, so I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to try and build a triple A game on on blockchain at the minute. You just couldn't do it. Mm. I just noticed, Travis, on my background, I've got two cogs that are already made here. Right, the the bad crypto NFTs. They're these little circles. They, they look they look very poggy. They look. Poggy. <laughs> yeah. Now, do pogs have to be a circle? Like, why can't they be a hexagram? Or why are you guys are you guys hexagramists? <laughs> well, they can really be anything we want. You're, there's no limitation. We just wanted to make sure we really hit that nostalgic feeling of the circle and, and you know, wanted to, again, lay the foundation of what we're trying to do with this digital version. Um, In the future so, versions, you guys could totally rock different shapes. Yeah, and there might be different shapes, you know, kind of a teaser. You, 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 might, you might just have to go see what's out there. I would like a decadohedron. <laughs> Shape. We're gonna have to get some uh, mathematicians to be able to do that. <laughs> awesome. I got a question about that. Your background there is that that's not uh, that is not a Zoom background. Is that your actual wall? No, that's it's no, oh, Benny, yeah, yeah. Well, but it's a Satoshi. It's a Satoshi's white paper wallpaper. We printed out Satoshi's white paper and made a wallpaper out of it. Nice. I was gonna say that does not look like a Zoom background. Right. That is legit. There's a shadow on it. Every time Art calls him Benny, I'm thinking, Benny, Benny and the Cogs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, guys, we, uh, we're, we're very engaged with this project. We love what you're doing and, and um, think that it's going to do really well because, you know, while uh, GPK, Shatner, us, we're bringing um, the collectibles in card form, you're bringing gamification to it. And, you know, from the very beginning, people have asked us, how do you play blockchain heroes and like you buy packs and you collect them, but we would love to create a game around it. So those are discussions that we will have offline very soon. Absolutely. 
So yeah, yeah look, we, we think um, we think you're going to do extremely well, and we're uh, we're watching um, with bated breath, and uh, yeah, look forward to continued discussions for sure. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you coming on. Go to cogs.gg. Follow them on Twitter, cogs underscore on underscore wax. Follow. Go check out the cool designs, and we'll catch up with you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Have a nice That's pretty fun, Mr. Travis, right? That is true. Yeah. It is interesting. It's nostalgic for a lot of people, and um, I think it's awesome. Yeah. So uh, – some uh, some other interesting stuff in the NFT world. I'm really, you know, we had um, Griffin and Duncan Cock Foster on the show, uh, what, two weeks ago? Yep, two weeks ago. And last week was non-fungible. I've been paying, oh, last week was non-fungible. That's right. I've been paying, and by the way, um, there's, well, there's several news items, but I've been really keeping an eye on Nifty Gateway and uh, what they've had going on. And they just did a drop um yesterday of some of these pieces i thought this one in particular was interesting to me uh gavin shapiro's art called blackout and i got there about 10 minutes after the sale um and they were the the basic ones were sold out let me see if this one loads up here whoa yeah all these penguins are having you know a, a dance party it's called Lit Friday Night. There was 20 of them, and they were all gone by the time I got there. I'm like, you know, I really want to buy some uh, some digital art because uh, there's just some really cool stuff. And I guess they're auctioning this one right now. There's a current bid of 600. Uh, let's see what this is. Sokotoa. Sokotoa? That's a trip right there. Yeah. So right now the high bid is uh, $600 on this. And oh, you just placed a bid. You just placed. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. I just I just bid on it right there. Inner Sandman. That's cool. Click on that one right there. Select works by Jacob. That's a good one too. This one here, uh, Tommy Wilson. Oh, oh man, so these this... are all epic baseball players, man. Oh yeah, we got Mike Trout. Man, is, are these all sold out too? Sold out. Oh, wow. So these were these were random. You would buy one and you would have a chance at getting one of these. Let's see what the kid is. Oh, look at that. Wow. That's Keith Jr. That's oh, you, mouse, you mouse over and you can yeah. see the different animations. So yeah, you didn't even know necessarily what you were going to get. You had Bobby a 56. Smith right there, and then you got Mariano Rivera, the number 42. Yeah. Those are cool. How yeah. This, real, uh, I don't know how much they sold for. You would buy a um, a pack, I guess, and in these, so in these packs... You would get, um, I don't know how many were in it. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't say, and it's too late to buy them because they're sold out. So sold out, maybe in the marketplace, you could buy one for an over-exaggerated price. Select works by Jacob. That, those, those colors there really get me. What's all this all about? Jacob Spacek. Let's I'm see here. So sold cool out, sold out, sold out. Gold snake. Let's see. It's loading up here. Liquify bubbles. This one um, that's still loading. Okay, here we go. Let's see what gold snake is. Ooh, gold and sneaky. Uh, here's bubbles. Bloop, 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 bloop. Meh. bloop. That's meh. Gold snake is pretty cool. I want to see what smoke is. This one's currently bid at. Ooh, that reminds me of something, Travis. It does. Yeah. It's like somebody uh, took some bong hits. 
current bid to $1,600 on this one. So it actually looks like you're looking down on the bong. It does, but the smoke's coming out. <laughs> uh, here's, you know, their marketplace. Uh, so I, the one I was looking at last week, I almost got one of these. And uh, I just thought it was so cool. Like this guy's head is exploding in these colorful flower-like things. That does not out. even look digital. That looks like, that's just so weird. Like claymation. Yeah. Right? He's so, having a bad day. He has a headache. Yeah. Well, I won't show the, There was actually a few other varieties, um, two other varieties of exploding heads that I didn't really care for. Uh, one of them, a baby came out of the guy's head. And I'm like, all right, that one's not for me. Uh, but I don't know. This is like it's amazing. It's, some of these are going, how some of these are the kid, the one of one. There's only one of the kid Griffey Jr. one. That's pretty badass. It's a brave new world, isn't it? And these are all purchasable with Ethereum, yeah? Yeah, this, so this is this is Ethereum. You know, if they could just get rid of those uh, gas fees. True. Then, um, the other piece that I wanted to cover is got an email that um, Mintable 2.0 is out, and we need to get the guy from Mintable on. Let me share this. So uh, allegedly, you can mint an item in seconds. And uh, it's all ERC 721 based. Um, I really, I don't know much about it other than I saw the press release that it's allegedly super easy to mint something. Uh, I'm not going to do it right now, but it looks like a four-step process. Oh, there's a quick mm -hmm. create. Oh, here you go. Name of contract, symbol for your tokens, a URL, title, description, and a category of what it is. And I guess that's, that's what does it. That's what do it. That's beautiful, you guys. More fun uh, stuff, Mr. Jokam. Really nice. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, you know, if you're not in the Blockchain Heroes community yet, then please do join us. Go to bcheroes.com, get on the mailing list, join our Wednesday night live community meetings. That's a Zoom format like this, but everybody comes in. We had like 130 um, last Wednesday night. This next Wednesday will be the last meeting before the actual launch, which takes place on Saturday, August 8th. And we're going to drop a, a bomb on you guys. There's going to be a big surprise on Wednesday night that is going to absolutely floor you. And I know I say that every week, and I think every week we've delivered on that, Travis. I think so. Every week we said, oh my gosh, you guys are going to be blown away. And then every week they said they're blown away. Yeah, uh, we are. We're just, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to go nuclear on Wednesday night. And, and uh, so to sign up for that, go to nifty.show forward slash report. If you've registered for one meeting, you're registered for all of them and we'll fill you in on the launch, how it's going to go. We we've scrapped the notion of um, a launch over two days. We were initially going to do the launch on August 8th, a pre-launch and then a fiat launch on August 11th. We're going to do it all on the 8th. Okay. And there will be a pre-launch for wax purchases. Dude, that's actually a really good day. Eight, eight is very lucky in uh, Chinese culture. Oh, well, there you go. They, so, they launched, remember they launched the Olympics on eight, eight, 2008. Eight's their big favorite number. Nice. And we have several Asians um, that are represented in blockchain heroes, right? And in the community. Uh, they're literally staying up like 
oh, it's like 6 a.m. my time to watch the Nifty Report. Like, what? It goes- we have uh, Exchange. We have uh, Master Control. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Megamind. Who else? Remember I said Everlasting? Everlasting, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, the swords. He's he's badass. All right, gang. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in. I don't know what the deal was with Theta, but see a bunch of you joined us on YouTube. We appreciate that. Uh, we'll catch you on the next Nifty show. It will be the Blockchain Heroes focus show because it will be day before launch. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. And what are we going to do um, during the launch on Saturday, Mr. Travis Wright? Oh, we're going to do pack opening parties. We're going to crack packs on wax together. Stacks and stacks. Yeah, we're going to have during the launch, we will have an open Zoom room um, and basically come on in. And if you want to open a pack live, uh, we think that these cards are really going to be fun. We're going to be streaming that too. Yeah, I think we could stream that. Why not? Have our our thing open all day. Stream it all the places for all y'all to see. That'd be great. Uh, and supporting the show would also be going to um, iTunes or uh, Stitcher or Spotify or any of the places that you listen to podcasts. And uh, you can go there and subscribe and leave a review of the Nifty Show. It's uh, it's all audio podcasts, but the reviews are important. And so if you don't mind taking a moment to do that, we give you great thanks. Mm-hmm. Looking into the past, the show's over. <laughs> See ya. Be nifty. <laughs> <laughs>